If Heston is allowed to join Canute and Bloodhead, there will be a great battle. I'm not ready for such a battle, nor what will follow. I'm not a king, not yet. And I fear the aftermath of a great battle will be a challenge too far. Lord, I am no warrior nor strategist. But if we can defeat one third of a great army before it has the opportunity to gather, surely that is a good thing. We would not be marching to Bayamfleot in support of Uhtred, but to protect the kingdom and to delay a greater battle and give me time. Time to become worthy of your crown. You should have approached me. But you speak the truth. You are not yet ready, far from it. You gave your word without the means nor ability to keep it. Perhaps you will never be ready. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So grab an ale, sit back and relax, and let's see how England was made. everyone and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake and Alfred is diabolical. Just straight up. I, I just, I don't even have the words for this guy. Not a fan right now. <laughs> With each subsequent episode, I'm like, I am, I am happy you are dying. I mean, the funny thing is, is that I, I don't think that I'm, you know, I don't think I'm upset with them. I don't think that I'm out on them, but I just see how conniving and manipulative and uh, assured of himself he really is. And that is wild when you consider the place from which he came mm-hmm. uh, in starting in season one. And um, I, I can't tell if his treatment of his son right now is a good thing or a bad thing yet. Hmm. Okay. I'm right there with you. Trust me because I come from a, a, a very complex. A complex relationship with my father. And it's in, in my estimation, very quite similar um, in, in some aspects, but Wow, man, just straight up diabolical the way that he manipulates this situation. Well, before we jump into this episode, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Of course, we recommend that you subscribe to the podcast, particularly if you've caught this maybe on YouTube or on Facebook. You do want to head on over to your podcast app and hit that subscribe button. You can also find us on our social media channels, Mary and Blake. Follow us there. We share all sorts of nerdy things that we also geek out about. And also, we want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com 
for making all of this possible. If you're not yet a member there at jointhenerdclan.com, what are you doing? You're missing out. It's uh, pretty much like the PBS of the podcasting. We're a mom and pop podcast and it's a way for you to support us. Jointhenerdclan.com. You can join for less than a cup of coffee a month and it makes a huge difference. All right, let's get into the show. For those of you who don't remember which episode this is, this is episode five in season three. And this is when everyone wakes up to find out that Ragnar is dead and somebody killed him. And it's a bit crazy. Uh, Knut Weasley takes the lead and Uhtred decides, you know what? All I all I want to do is a zoom, zoom, zoom. No, I mean, he kind of wants to zoom, 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 <laughs> Ethelfled. And she gives him this great idea. If you go beat the chicken eating guy. You can win it, and you get skied back. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. And we so, can zoom, zoom, zoom. And boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Kiss him. Uh, and Alfred continues to be the worst. Burr. Oh, yes. You're the worst. Burr. That is right. And, of course, this is, as Mary said, episode five. It was directed by John East, who we've actually seen his work before in episode 203 and episode 204. And the writer was also someone that we have seen before, or actually heard of, heard, heard, written, sure, someone who's written before. His name is Ben Vanstone. He wrote episode 203. Marvin, what do you have for your shields rating for this episode? Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's a pretty good shields. I'd say a 4.9. Yep. Solid. Okay, good. Very good. I'm in the same realm. Uh, I'm actually a 4.89. Okay. I, 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 the season is getting better with each particular episode. Um, I, I think the, the ugly parts of the season right now are behind it. Mm-hmm. And we're, we, we're in the middle of the season at this very moment. This okay. is the middle. All right. And this is the big emotional turning point. And the way that mm-hmm. they leave off makes sense to me <laughs> is, uh, is Edward going to help Uhtred? You know, like, what is he what's he going to choose? Um, which I do want to get into that conversation in a little bit after we give our GBGs. Um, but yeah, four, eight, nine for me. Uh, very good. Let's see what happens from here. Marvin, your GBGs, what do you have for your good, your bad, and your great? My good is the fact that uh, Chicken Guy, what's his name again? Heston. Heston. Man who refuses to eat anything else but chicken. Always chicken. You know, <laughs> he's playing his own game. And I got to give him credit for that. I'm giving Heston some some credit. You know, he's stuck it out. He survived this long. And he's not waiting for people to figure things out. He's going he's sure. gonna to make his own way. So I'm, I'm just impressed by him in this episode. Do you think he makes it out of this yes, season? Yes, I do. Be- out of the season, I do. Out of the season. Out of this battle, yes. yes out, out of, of the this season, mm. yes. Ooh, good hot take. Yeah. Why are you giving that kind of hot take? I just, you know, I think people often underestimate the little guys. Yeah, he's like a cockroach, man. It's 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 he's gonna the be, little finger. He. <sighs> He's not that good. He's not an Ethelwald. I mean, but Ethelwald honestly is not sneaky enough. Do I think Ethelwald will survive this season? No. Oh, that's a good take. Do I think Heston will? 
Possibly. All right. My feeling is probably the opposite. I think Ethelwald will survive the season. I think Heston will go to, to some other country. I think he will go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Meet up with Ethelfled and Eric. Yes. Uh, okay. You're uh, so you're good. That was sorry. That. Am I good as Heston? I'm just I'm just impressed. Am I you're bad? bad? Yes. <sighs> I mean, Alfred stinks as a dad. I'm all set with that aspect. Yeah. He's just the worst. But my bad also is I don't know how I feel about the Ethelfled asking for a little smoochy smooch. Really? Yeah. I was kind of in on it. I know you are. <laughs> Told you. It, it, you've I, you've it, been in on Ethelfled Uhtred forever. Since day one. Day since, one. Since she was cast out of, you know, the 10-year-old. <laughs> That's true. Now that she's a woman, you're like, okay, I'm down. Dark horse. You know, I just, you know, you're married. I know you hate your husband, but yeah. you're married. You already, like, cheated on him, had a baby with some other person. Doesn't really work out that that well for you with a, um, a Dane. Yeah. She's just, she's horny. I think if it weren't for the whole Eric thing, I'd yes. be a lot more into yes. it. Yes. But it's like, she. You, you just went from one Dane to another. She needs a dildo. <laughs> so Ethel fled. You know, go find someone else to jump on. Utrid's busy. <laughs> oh, yeah, she man. needs she needs Fergus and all of his magic oh, tools. Um, man. Yeah, so that's my bad. I mean, I I like Ethel Flynn. Yeah, just like girl, come on. You, you can't hop from one person, but you know what? Utra does the same thing. No, but it's so obvious. He's like, no, Skade, and she's like, okay, then why don't you go get an army for my dad and kill Skade, and then we can bone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which you know is going to happen. Like it's, yes, but it's like a it's so obvious. You know, Utra just wants give him a freaking break, a freaking break. And no, I want to bone you. Yeah. And uh, why don't you why don't you just go back to war so you can okay. bone me? Can you keep talking like that for me? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're great. What is your great? My great. Yes. Um, I. I love that Brita's really hardcore and, and hanging out with Uhtred. The the Brita Uhtred magic, mm-hmm. I'm here for. That's well, who I would like. Well, the Uhtred. way that the way that she gives him the business and uh, holds that knife to his throat. Yeah. And, oh man. Woof. That's some Outlander stuff. For that you. is some Outlander stuff. All right, my good. <laughs> my, sorry. Oh, oh my God! Come on. There we go. All right, my good, if I can get my notes up here. Okay, there is a a fantastic bit of a combination of directing and editing, and that is when Brita uh, is leaving Ragnar's body after she – after the montage Mm -hmm. of her burying him and Mm -hmm. doing the whole thing – she leaves with a flame burning in the foreground and she turns around on a horse and leaves at night. The next shot immediately is a close up of the ashes from that flame. Yeah. And then it spins and shows you a lake. Uh, well, the lake that he's, that Ragnar is buried next to, which is a great shot to just give you a moment to breathe after that, after Emotion. that emotional, mm-hmm. after that emotional thing. Covering his face with a big rock. Does yes. it smush when you're dead? So your hand can't close over a knife, but does your nose get smushed when a big boulder is placed on your face? Well, I think eventually, yeah, because you're, no matter what, your cartilage is going to And that really away. wasn't deep. I mean, did the Danes not care if animals came and ate them? 
They could um, move some pebbles. There were, those weren't some pebbles there, kiddo. Some of them. There, those were those Nibble were on pretty... a finger. <laughs> uh, but then Sorry, the, the emotionality. The next, yeah, the next shot after that is Finnan and Osferth training um, in, in front of uh, it, where they are in Mercia. And trying to upgrade well, him from the axe. Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to teach him, but. At the same time, the first thing that Osferth sees, I'm sorry, uh, Finnan sees off screen mm-hmm. is Brita. Brita. But he says to Osferth, we have a visitor. And yeah. because we saw Brita leave, we know exactly who it is without having to be told who it is. That is some great editing and some great direction. I mean, I needed to be told. I was Osferth at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> And Ooh. that is everybody's on a horse. And one of the things that I think goes unnoticed when it comes to directing and really underappreciated is you have to know where you are at all times. If you don't have an idea of where you are, where the camera is pointed and where your actors are and what is happening, then you're doing a bad job directing. Uh, you have to know the landscape, but also you have to understand what is happening off screen, and that is a way to tell that story off screen. Mm-hmm. Brita leaves. The first thing Finnan says is, "We have a visitor." Yep, and that is an indication of great directing. My bad is Skade. Skade sucks. Skade sucks hard. Uh, uh, wicked. You know, when we were kids, uh, we used to have a saying like when. It was like, no, if it was just like, no, we don't want to do that. It was like hard and like, no, hard, no. So hard. No. Yeah. So hard and hard and hard and hard and no hard and means hard. No, which means definitely not. No. So I'm out on skate. And the other bad that I have, too, is the ending, uh, which I like I said, I want to get into the way that the episode ends in the cliffhanger. I just don't think I'm a fan of the route The Last Kingdom is going at this moment in mm-hmm. terms of its endings. We'll get into that in a minute. And then the great for me is Alfred. I really liked Alfred in this episode just for the way that he has to figure himself out and he has to figure out his son. In addition to the fact when he says to Bianca, is it possible to be mad with fury but also proud at the same time or, or something along those lines about his about Edward? Uh, and and Bianca says to him, yeah, well, that's the way with children. Uh, I really like that because I felt that as a father where you just are so angry with your kid, but you're also so proud of mm-hmm. your kid at the same time. And the other things that happen with Alfred in this episode, when he puts the mail on, the chain mail, he says, oh, it grows heavier with each day. Uh, that is so deep, Alfred. So deep. It's so it's great on so many different levels. And the way that he gets up on the horse and holds his sword out and says, I love that you, you know, love him because I'm just so grossed out by him. Um, if it says four Wessex and his arm is shaking and his short, the sword is shaking and everyone looks like they want to cry, especially Stiapa. And I just want him to die. The music swells and oh, what a great great scene that is our goodbye scene i do not think that alfred makes it back to wessex i think he croaks who kills him i think he just dies on his own because look he can't even hold his sword up like dude you're gonna croak yeah you're gonna croak uh so and david dawson uh as alfred has just he really has he's brought it uh, in in this series but especially this season the way that he has to portray frailty in addition 
to strength and resolve uh, and bitterness and anger and, and, and fear all at the same time. David Dawson just, I mean, just knocks it out of the pack. I mean, without a, without a, without a question. Good. So that is that. Um, let's get to the, the main question that I want to discuss about this episode. And I, I think the point, the emotional turning point of this episode and the emotional turning point for the season as a whole is the fact that Edward is going to eventually take Alfred's seat. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. And this is the episode where that transition begins. What you can start to see here is that this season is a transition between Alfred and Edward as a whole. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is the middle where Edward has to make a decision at the end. Is he going to defy his father's orders or lack of order? Or is he going to sit there and do as he's told? So now that we have that context, I think the question is pertinent in that Netflix, as we have talked about, was the sole producer of The Last Kingdom for season three. And from here on in, they are the sole producer of The Last Kingdom. You can see and I think you can feel the Netflix influence uh, because the last number of episodes have all ended on this cliffhanger style. So when Netflix did it, was it in Netflix way that it all just drops, the whole season just drops? Or yes. was it week by week? Uh, it was the whole season okay. drops. Okay, this this makes a lot more sense because that was hell to stop at yes. the end for us. Um, and no, you're right. For, because Netflix can. Netflix can definitely say, yeah, we left you in a cliffhanger. Just keep watching. Yeah, just keep watching. My question to you, Mary, is do you like the fact that Netflix, I mean, knows its model and yeah. desperately wants you to keep just going, which, by the way, it was very hard to stop. Yes. I would agree. But do you like that style storytelling or the question is, do you like the the show to tell a more complete story with each episode? Like no. if this is going to be if this is the emotional crux of the season, meaning does Edward become a king in some form or fashion? Let's do that. Or do you like it split up the way that it is? I like the way that it is right now. How come? Because this is a grand story, you know, this battle and the Edward taking over and Alfred dying. It's not something simple. It's not a little one day brigade, you know, monster of the week kind of thing. This sure. is some big stuff. This is Skade, who we've been with the entire time. We need to see again. It, it's just there were too many pieces at play in this episode for it not to be two, at least. You know, I mean, think about it. Some episodes are like three years later. What? <laughs> That's a good point. Whereas this one, important things are happening in this episode that need to either be resolved very quickly or we're putting into play because they're going to make massive impact in the future. So I'm okay chilling and binging. Yeah. It's funny because I, I wrestle with this, right? I wrestle with 
the gimmick part of it, like the the gimmick, which is I need to, we need to keep the the the, the, the viewers play. going. Yes. we have to keep going. Like, how could we not know what what who needs what sleep? Edward does right? who needs sleep? I mean, the same thing happened too uh, in the one of the other previous episodes. Episode, I think it was three, where Ragnar says, "Okay, you and Blood, hey, are gonna fight. Yes. What do you think?" And then the next episode. The, the 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 fight happens and then the end of the episode Ragnar croaks can't wait to see what happens and then it begins with in this episode I'm his body it. being discovered yeah uh, so this episode ends with the, the the impending battle and what's going to happen and next episode I imagine will take place that very next that second battle. right that you know when the decision has to happen so I I struggle with that gimmick aspect of it but I and I do want them to tell a more complete story each particular episode. Don't don't split things in half just to keep me going. If there is a good narrative reason to split things in half, let's do it. It's just that the pattern that they've left off is cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Uh, and that, I think, is a little tiring if you're watching it week to week. Uh, if not, you know, you can get away with, like, I remember The Leftovers, season two. Remember uh, the, the the penultimate episode, season two, where they leave off on that cliffhanger of who's in that trailer yes. and what's going to happen. Yes. And then the next episode, you discover who is in that trailer. Yes. And But that was because they hadn't done anything like that the whole season. You, you were okay with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's that. Um, what do you think about Alfred and what he is doing here? Is he forcing Edward to make a choice? Is he legitimately just going to wait to see what happens with Uhtred? Or what do you think he's trying to do? Why can't it be both? Why can't it be whatever happens first? Does my son say something and make a decision? Or does Uhtred die? Whatever happens. I think... I think Alfred's at the point in his life where he has ZFGs. His his F's account is yeah. on overdraft, just he, like Heston. He does not care anymore. I mean, I'm joking, because we all know this is all of his life. But, sure. <laughs> but I'm watching him, and really, what does he have to lose? He can either sit and watch his enemies defeat themselves, or he can sit and see if his son, you know, has the kahunes to say... Dad, we're doing this now, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's a win-win for him. There's no loss. Yeah. He's going to die anyway soon, so let's see something cool happen. Hmm. Hurry up and wait. I mean, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like, either way, Uhtred gets killed, right? Like, okay, so let's say he doesn't do anything, and, and Edward stays Some back. Danes are going to die. Danes are going to die. Win. Who cares? That's a win. Uhtred yeah. dies. That's a win, because yeah. he's an outlaw. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his other buddies, that's, they die because they're friends with Uhtred, they, mm-hmm. they, no matter what. That's a win. Yeah. And then he knows, okay, well, so, you know, Heston's out there and I got all my guys. Yeah. So all my guys are going to smoke Heston's because mm-hmm. they're not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, either way, he's going to win. It's just a question of what Edward is going to do. Correct. Because I don't know how Uhtred's going to get out of this one. I don't see, eh, I don't see how uh, Uhtred's going to get out of this one. There's no Uhtred. If he can matrix and slow down time <laughs> and hop over everybody. Yeah. But there's no shield wall when there's four shields. No, no. <laughs> there's like three guys out there yeah. holding shield back 500. Wall. Okay. One side. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't see him be, going matrix. Seal Team Uhtred isn't. Big trouble right now. 
which leads me to believe, obviously, that Edward is going to do something and he's going to go ahead and, and save Uhtred, right? I mean, there's oh no... Oh, my gosh. Can you see any other way around this? Yeah. Everybody fighting and something happening and Skade doing some bippity-boppity, but I don't know, man. I'm like Alfred. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> you <laughs> know Uhtred won't die. He's the main character. That's what I'm saying. So, like, how... But how Finnick dies... Finnick. Whatever. I'm naming... I get to name him what I want because he's mine. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Finn in this episode oh. is awesome. I am loving Agree. Finn. And it's because he's an actual character. It um, Not just because he's Uhtred's buddy, but because you can see who Finn is and I can describe him to you without saying his name, without telling you his job or what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He is a dashing man. He is someone who uh, has complete loyalty uh, and is very faithful, but is also very snarky and witty and uses both his seriousness and his wittiness to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when And he is fiercely loyal to his group of friends. Uh, especially someone like Osforth, where he's like, go tell Uhtred, and then he gives him a whack. Like, that's awesome stuff. That is stuff that you don't need, but absolutely should have. Yes. Um, the other thing, too, is when he's... Bu- I love how he constantly busts Stiapa's balls. Like, no matter what he's doing, no matter <laughs> what is... It could, you could literally be at the the... Like, hell could be coming up yeah. in, into the, the earth and he's going to bust Stiapa's balls. He still has energy and time and creativity. You know, and talking about his talking about his, his wang and what do you what if you mistake that for for a weapon and why don't you go get me some food and oh my goodness gracious. And the way he just gives these knowing smiles too to everybody even between he and Stiapa. It's yes. like a thing. Yes. That thing I just live I live for that thing. Okay, good. Whatever it is, I love it. It's Finnan. Um, the and you know who the is Finnan magic. You know who is lacking any characterization right now is Citric. Citric is just the the Dane who looks like a rat. He's he is new haircut, <laughs> new haircut kid. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like, why did we care that he was upset when the guy was killed long ago? Yeah, I don't know. In his face, Fen's dad, Kjartan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still stuck on that guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like, yeah, there was this moment when he looked at Kjartan when he croaked, and it was you had this sense of that, doubt. Yeah, that's not good. I don't know. I don't know. He's got he's got the best new haircut, though. Like, but he's or married now, and he's got kids Uhtred's or whatever. Like, better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's mind. true. I'm I'm in on Uhtred's hair. It's like Citric went and tried to get the same haircut, but the person stopped halfway. <laughs> Poor Citric. Um. So, yeah, I I'm I'm I still love Seal Team Uhtred. Finnan is clearly the best of that group. Um, and it's not even close. Uh, Osforth, I think. Although Osforth has this really interesting moment in this episode. If you remember when Edward is going to go sit with uh, SEAL Team Uhtred and tell him, uh, tell them his plan mm-hmm. about giving him 500 men, uh, Osforth is at the table. <laughs> with his dead. And, well, no, well, the whole line. <laughs> Osforth is at the table. Edward comes walking over. Sits down, and as Edward sits down, Osforth gets up and moves to another table because Edward is his brother, half brother. Yeah, okay, yes. Right? Yes. And like that is 
you know, I, I don't know what the heck that actually means, like his getting up, like whether he's angry or he doesn't feel like he's fit enough to sit next to, I don't know, but it's just, that's a really cool movement mm-hmm. and note mm-hmm. from, from Edward. Uh, is it, what, uh, from uh, Osfer, Osfer. It, it, it's it's a pity we haven't spent more time in Osfer's head in regards to this issue because yeah how many times do you think you look at uh, Ethelwald and how because of birth mm-hmm. and whose son he was he still thinks he should be king and then you have Osferth who yes the mother wasn't the queen right. but still his father is the king right. and kind of technically somewhere somehow maybe could you have been king at some point Osferth I mean, I, I suppose so. Yeah, right? I, there's a way for that to happen, I would guess. So awkward. That is kind of awkward. It's like your awkward Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I'm going to move over here. I'm going to move to the kids' table. You sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we're good. I'm sure. We're good. We, we had a good Thanksgiving dinner this year. It was, it, was very, uh, it was very calm, and it was very put together, and very laid back. All the desserts. It was a good dinner. I was happy with that. No good. awkwardness, really, which was really good. good. I'm okay. It's better than years past because years past, hey, when we went to I was Osforth. When we went to my my family's house, oh, forget about it. Um, you brought up Ethelwald, and I think that is um, appropriate because Ethelwald goes ahead and, and kills Ragnar, and then he has the balls to go to Brita and say, yeah, you know. Didn't know him too well. Didn't know him so much, but. It's a fine man. Seemed like a great guy. Yeah. You know? Big fan. <laughs> Huge, Huge fan. fan. <laughs> Especially because I could kill him. You know. I loved that shot where he was rubbing his ring. Oh, is right. Is it the ring of Wessex? What is that? Yeah, like is it a seal of his family? I don't know what family? it was, what, but I just could picture him saying, I did it for Wessex. I yeah. did it, you know, for the crown. Well, I did it for himself, really. I mean, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> Like you knew that Brita was not gonna believe that this that the chick killed oh, Ragnar. CSI. Like, yeah, that she knew and she could tell. Like, mm-hmm. why would she why would you know Ragnar kill this lady? Why would the lady kill him? And she, he's mm-hmm. trying to give her a baby and like the whole thing. And <laughs> and then she just starts accusing everybody. You're all cowards. I mean it's true. It, it, that's true. That is very true. And Ethelwald just stays there. It doesn't it just ice in his veins. What's weird too is that all happened after one of the Vikings came running in saying, Alfred's dead, Alfred's tonight. I don't yeah. know why or who put about this rumor because even Alfred addresses it. Everyone thinks I'm dead right now. Right, you know, right. how awkward is this? And maybe it's because he hadn't been outside that much and rumor was really going around about his deteriorating health. But the Danes thinking he's dead. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Nope. <laughs> like we got a chance now you, you know that Ethelwald woke up being like Kevin McAllister yeah <laughs> I wish for my family to disappear <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I made my family disappear you just see Alfred's face what did you look what you did you little <laughs> jerk <Yeah. laughs> yep. oh man oh <laughs> uh what did you think about the about Brita and like I when she went to go attack Bloodhair, I, I was thinking, yes, just could you just kill this dude, please? And he just kind of gives her the business. I expected more from Brita than that. 
What do you think about that? I'm giving her a little get out of jail free. Give pass. her a mulligan. I mean, her husband just was murdered, and she found his dead body. Yeah, that's true. So it's okay. Notice how when she walks into the tent, she doesn't freak out. She's just like, "Oh my god!" Like this, this, this is a thing. This, this is a problem. And she goes up to him and she looks at him. And she says, "Ragnar, come on, wake up!" Like, and obviously he's not. It's only. She freaks out only when she realizes he doesn't have his sword in his yes. hand. And then she tries to put it in his hand. Obviously, he doesn't take to it. And then she just loses it. I mean, I don't, to me, it wasn't, oh, he's dead, but he's in heaven or whatever. Yeah. Val to Howard. me, it was shock. You know, how would you act coming in, finding me dead in bed? You wouldn't believe it for several seconds either. You know, <sighs> and maybe you'd be like, oh, Mary, Mary, what's wrong? Mary, you know, like. I think because we saw the whole murder, we know what's happening. But yeah. when you really watch Brita, there's just disbelief because that couldn't be what has happened. Yeah, I, I think that is absolutely way to, a way to interpret it, like 100%. And I think all things being equal, you're probably right, Mary. The way that I interpreted it was Brita is under control. She's been around like – death and blood and it's not that stuff that bothers her it was the 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 uh, how do i want to call it the spiritual aspect mm. the one that she isn't necessarily in control of the one that she doesn't necessarily that's what really upsets her um and the idea that you know ragnar is going to be Wandering, I think it was called Nif Nifelhelm, Nif Nifelheim, I mean, uh, which is like their version of whatever. Um, that is what freaks her out the most, okay. as opposed to the blood and the gore and the death and all that other stuff. Uh, so I, I think both interpretations are valid, but mm -hmm. yours is probably more likely. Um, so, <laughs> Mary, take a take a bow, Mary, <laughs> take a bow. Uh, what else did you think about this episode? Um, oh, where we have Knut Weasley needs Knut to Weasley. calm down. I mean, he is like but Ragnar has just been announced dead. We soldier on, fellas. We're gonna soldier on. And then, and then she she's buried him, and he's like, "So you want a bang?" Like, so <laughs> I'm the leader. You've got lots of guys on your side. How about we bang? Uh, this will be great. This will be great. What are we doing? That guy's got big brass balls. Huge. I mean, they're going to be dragging on the ground. You know, it's so interesting because he's gone under the radar so much that Brita isn't grossed out or upset with him. You know, she doesn't smack him saying, excuse me, my husband just died. Yeah. What is wrong with you, you imbecile? But I also think it's just shock, too. Well, what do you mean? shock of death you know you know when you're in such a dark place that you don't even have the energy to clarify or p call someone out yep been there done that so that's where i think she is yeah uh and the f <sighs> there's no way this works out with cannot weasley and blood hair right know. like oh with cannot and i don't know i was wondering if if she is going to end up with cannot in a moment of just sadness and wanting to be held in a big Dane's arms. I hope not. But then she'll cut off his, you know what? <laughs> That's what would happen. I, I see Brita killing him. Little Canuck. In bed. 
<gasps> oh, wait, oh, there we go. <laughs> like she finds out that Kenneth yes. Weasley was the one who yes. told Ethelwald to kill him. Yeah. And then she's in bed and she uh-huh. just kills him with yeah. without she kills him with his sword. Yeah. Oh and doesn't let yes. him go to Valhalla. Yeah. Oh Mary. Mary, you, my friend, just earned this. Oh, that was good. You're welcome. That was good. That's all I got. So you you know she's gonna have like she probably believes in a way that she can get Ragnar into Valhalla. Like she she's gonna have to get him into Valhalla in whatever way that she can. Mean her witchy stuff? Yeah, like doing witch stuff. Like there's again, like I said last the episode. Go ahead. Yeah, like there's no coincidence. It's not a coincidence, rather, that they introduce this goat head thing and, and the, the spiritual aspect of what you know they're accomplishing and the fact that Burita is capable of holding back that curse, right? Mm-hmm. There is something to that. I think Burita is going to try to f- continue down that road. Okay. Um, and you're right. I, I love the, the idea of her given, given cannot Weasley the business. Yeah. I'm here bed. for it. Because it's no coincidence that he keeps asking for it. You know she's going to eventually find out. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yep. Oh, man. Oof. Oof, that is diabolical. Okay. That, <laughs> I think you got some Alfred in you, my love. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. Um, speaking of Cannot Weasley and blood hair and Heston. Hand me down robes. <laughs> must be a Weasley. You're a wizard, Harry. Um, speaking of those guys, where do you think they stand on the Dane bad guy level? When so wait, we're talking Kanat and Bloodhair and Heston. Heston, like you know how like you know yeah, there's there's a Bond villain and you always kind of rate the Bond villain versus other Bond villains. No, but sure, okay, I'm okay, here sure. for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> where do you put them on the scale of of Last Kingdom Dane bad guys? Like. In comparison to Scorpa or Ubba or um, Eric and uh, Siegfried. Siegfried and you know, can I say something in in confidence, friends? This is a safe space. I don't think any of these guys are worthy. Any of these villains, really? I think they're all dumb. Like very, 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 very dumb. Uh, Ubba. Listen to bone throwing guy story story, Um, you know, and he he was dumb. Yeah, he's not a smart fella. Then we had Scorpa, gross, but honestly, underwhelming. Very much so. Very gross. I would say the most physically scary of them. Yes. Then you had Siegfried and Eric. Which come on, we're all thinking Siegfried and Roy. And then once we realized that Eric was fuckable, like we, it's okay. (laughs) Sorry, Mary dropping some f bombs. Sorry. Holy smokes! You don't get that normally. No. This isn't a kid friendly show. No. Talking about like bloody stuff. Yeah. Anyway, and then who else have we had? We have Heston. Just put him by a, a Just Popeyes, give him and he's yeah. set. Popeyes. He's set. He won't come after you. That's why he's angry. There's <laughs> <laughs> no Popeyes near him. Popeyes. <laughs> and then who else do we have that's a bad Dane? I mean, oh. um, Sven. No. And Chase Sven yes. and Kiartan. Yeah. Jokes. Yep. I mean, honestly, the OG was 
uh, Ragnar Rag- Ragnarsson's dead. Yeah. Dad. I liked Ragnar. I think Ragnar, too sweet, right? Just too sweet. Yeah, too compassionate. And then we have Knut Weasley yeah. and Blood Hair, which I'm sorry, you've got a lame name. Yep. You're going to die too. Blood Hair is lame. So if anything... I see Heston being the dark horse because I feel like he survives and he learns. Hmm. I don't know. Other than that, I don't think there's any really big threats of danger. Just that there's a lot of them. They're like ants. <laughs> you step on one, another comes up. That's what they are. I mean, you know you can get them. You know you can trap some of them, but they've just got all these colonies everywhere. Every once in a while, they get a big colony and they yep. come out of their little yep. sand Hole. You find a bold leader somewhere. Yeah. Squash it. You think you think you're awesome until the next day. Then there's another sand hole somewhere. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so how about you? Where yeah. are the bad guy rankings? Because I, don't know. I think they're all pretty low. I would say you know, upon further reflection, Mary, again, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head here. Because Alfred is who I don't trust and can't read and And that's the one you're kind of scared of? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you. The show finds itself in a very interesting position, right? Because Alfred certainly is an antagonist, a specific antagonist to Uhtred uh, in in many different ways. And the reason why he's a specific antagonist, because any kind of antagonistic relationship, you're always fighting for the same thing. It's just a question of your method and means. Alfred's means is com- are, are opposite of Uhtred's. But they're fighting for survival. They're fighting for Wessex. They're fighting to grow. They're fighting for the, um, um, for for England. Really, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it appears to me that Alfred is the main antagonist. But you also, as the show, have to provide a moving presence from the Danes and. All of them have kind of been interchangeable. There's nothing necessarily unique to any of them that makes them specific to Uhtred or to that season. Like if I told you Bloodhair was in Ubba's position in season one, would that change anything? No. No. But see, this is why I like the Brita aspect. That changes things. Ragnar changes things. Yes. And with Brita on the cusp of you don't know which way she's going to go because she's now deep into despair. Yes. That's why I like the Brita. The do, Brita life. Do you think she goes back to Uhtred? Like, I know she she goes to him and she takes off. Do you think she goes? Because she's got nowhere else. To, like, if she goes back to camp, there's a chance that she gets killed. Okay. Do you think she goes back to Uhtred and asks him for help? I don't know. I mean, this. I feel like this next episode is going to be really quick. It's not going to be much later. So she just galloped away. Yeah. But not very far. Good point. She didn't go a couple states over. She's still in the same <laughs> state. So why not? Why not go see him when he survives this battle? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, I think that'd be fair. Okay. I think that'd be fair. Um, let's... Talk a little bit about the, but by the way, my answer to my question, I think Abba was probably the scariest Dane of all of them. Mm. But the fact that he was done away with so quickly kind of detracts from that. Mm. I mean, he was done away in a really cool fashion, like the way that, yes, that battle and everything and what that all meant and how yes. it went down. Definitely cool. <sighs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel. Anyway, uh, the Ethelfled and Uhtred thing, we talked about it a little bit. I actually think it was kind of sexy the way that it all kind of went down. Uh, and he rebuffs her request, not because he doesn't want to, but because anything that he's connected to and that takes pleasure in will suffer because of his belief in Skade. Skade. Mm-hmm. You know, he believe he believed that Ragnar died because of Skade, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want Ethelfled to die because of Skade. Do, do you like where it's going? Is it a fair thing for where it's going? Because it's obvious that they're going to end up as a thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So is that fair? Is that a is that something that you're okay yes, with? Yes. I think that he truly believes his wife died because of Skade. Which, mind you, how long ago was that Miss Ethel fled ready to rumpy pumpy this morning husband? Yeah, it doesn't feel like that was that long no. ago. No! Ethel fled, cool your jet. <laughs> Give a man some space, yes, will you? Yes. Um, I mean, they haven't gone to the barber, and they all still have these close buzz cuts. <laughs> he and, and um, Citric, right? So yep. even Finnan's got some. Yeah. He still got a little bit of a buzz they are going to. So I mean, cool it, Ethel fled. Yeah. But yes, I do believe that Uhtred is afraid of Skade's power. Uh, Skade and uh, Heston, anything to say about those two? Skade's a survivalist. Oh, the way she just, like, scratches his Ugh, so head gross. and, like, flicks the blood. and like Not vegan. Nuts. <laughs> Not vegan. No, but that's why Heston likes her. Um... Heston's gonna buy it. I don't know. I think he's. I. I think he's gonna buy it. Oh, listen, because there's no like evil bad guy Dane that I have seen. That's why I'm giving him. That's true. Fair enough. If he, I'm giving him an opportunity, but I concur. I don't think he's smart. I think he's the smartest possibly of them all because he's still alive, <laughs> which is saying something. Because whose was he originally? He was originally Kjartan's. Remember, this is the guy that Uhtred saved yes, from. In season so I two, think that that's from, from Roger McKenzie. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's part of why I love it because this is a guy that Uhtred saved, yeah. and yet has continued to survive. Hey, no good deed goes unpunished. And that's why I think he's going to continue to survive. Yeah, maybe he just keeps being a thorn in in, his, in Uhtred's and Uhtred side. Continues to say, "Why did I not kill you?" Okay. And maybe it becomes something really big and bad between him and, and Heston. Maybe. Maybe Uhtred finds a way to become a Popeyes franchisee. <laughs> Anybody got a Popeyes around here? No? Okay. <laughs> um, the, the last thing I want to talk about is a spectacular scene shared between Ethel Fled and Ethel Red. Uh, Ethel Fled comes back to Mercia and she goes to try to speak to her father. Her father shows up at the at the near Witten. And uh, they talk about treachery and all that other stuff and how Heston has betrayed the, the, the Wessex. And Alfred Great gives this really cool line. He's like, no, I never, I never said that he was my ally. I just listened to him. That shows you the bastard thinks. The He's bastard thinks. Um, and that's, that's all well and good. But the scene shared between the two uh, at dinner mm-hmm. later on when Ethel fled – uh, looks like she's going to confront Ethel Red about how she sent some about how he sent somebody to go kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel Ethel Red's discomfort, uh, the way that she is speaking to him, and she feels very powerful. But there is this tension that rises, and 
she takes that knife that she has and she slams it on the on the table uh, and demands that he speak to her. Mm-hmm. And as that conversation happens, there is the the leverage and the the power behind that conversation takes a quick turn. And the conversation ends with Ethelred grabbing that knife and and slamming it down the same mm-hmm. way that she did. But now she is the one that is is uncomfortable and yeah. scared. And he has reasserted his authority in that in that relationship at that moment. Mm-hmm. A very beautiful visual way to compose feeling and intent without actually having to tell you. Hmm. So you take one thing, it happens, and then it gets redefined and you do it again. Dare I say, a bookend? Hey, I, I'm here for it. There Blake. are bookends As everywhere, a- baby. Yes. And it's a Marion Blake media commandment that you always use bookends. And uh, I really liked that. That whole conversation, the way that it happened, and how yeah. that whole momentum shifted between the two. And it was... Uh, Marked by the knife going into the table okay. and the way that uh, he, uh, he Ethel Red uh, threatens Ethel Fled. Jeez, I can't use Ethel Red threatens Ethel. Say that six times. Ethel fast. Red threatens Ethel Fled. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about this episode, my darling? No, I want to just go press play on the next one. I know. Let's do it. Right, we've got some listener feedback, not too much. Awesome. This one comes from Liz Vidler. She says, Hi, I Liz. must confess, I watched the next two episodes I, after this. I understand why, Liz. I, I understand. She, she was watching with us, but she had the day off from work, so she could not resist to keep going. Good for you. Casey Carmoli says, I would rather not have such intense cliffhangers as mm. it relates to the question that we brought up earlier. And Natasha W says, uh, I, I'm boo Alfred out on Alfred, but bring on Same. the binge Netflix. Let's keep going with these Love style it. cliffhangers. And Russell McVicker chimes in, says, I would think that if they stray too far from the narrative to get to a cliffhanger, that would be awkward. But if they blend it well, that is good writing. Mm-hmm. And since you felt this change, it sounds like they strayed a bit too far. I always thought the writing for the series was a little bit substandard. They tend to lean heavily on handsome brutes and senseless butchering and humiliation of women uh, and the poor, much like Game of Thrones. So it sounds like he's like, well, if it makes sense, then sure. Like, i.e. the leftovers when they did it in season two. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But in this case, when you feel that break and you feel it like, okay, hard stop, and now we have to move on. Must push play. Yeah. Uh, that's when it becomes more overt and uh, it, it doesn't serve the story as much. Not a cliffhanger to make you think. Cliffhanger to. Just to get you to react. Yes. You see, that is a great distinction. Not a cliffhanger to think, but a cliffhanger to react. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... That might be a new Mary and Blake media commandment. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so good today. Oh my God. You know what? That's it. It's official. Okay. You know what? Market. Market eight, dude. That's it. Market zero. Okay. That's a new Mary and Blake commandment. Okay. Cliffhanger to think, not cliffhanger to react. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Write it in the books. All right. Um, Wanted to remind you that oh you got a destiny to be theory of this uh, of the week no I, I just do. I I gave one that Brita kills not in bed you do all right well I wanted to remind you that this destiny to be theory of the week that I'm going to give you mm-hmm. is uh, brought to you by the Mary and Blake store 
where you can get all great kinds of stuff uh, from uh, The Last Kingdom, uh, from our collection there, or the This Is Us collection, or Outlander, or any of the podcasts or shows that we cover. There's a collection there at the Marion Blake store. You are a nerd, my friend. Wear it with pride. Go to the MarionBlakeStore.com if you love Marion Blake or if someone that you know uh, loves Marion Blake stuff uh, it, for the holidays. There's always great uh, coupon deals there going on every day, especially for the holidays. Get your gifts now. Get it now so that you get it in time to give it to whoever you whoever you can. Oh, you know what? Mary, say it with me now. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right. You ready for it? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So we have seen the fact that Ethel Red is hmm, questioning Old Helm a little bit. Okay, so Prince Hans is questioning his bestie. Yeah, Lloyd Christmas haircut. Yes. He's like, there's, he's like, he's been incepted almost. Like, there's a nugget. Something there. isn't adding up here. There is zero point zero chance Old Helm makes it through this season. Agreed. And I think it was foreshadowed by that very same act that Ethelred did to that one jabroni that he killed him. And Aldhelm was like, dude, you can't go just killing people because you feel like it. Once he realized that somebody told Ethel Fled mm-hmm. that he was coming, mm-hmm. that was, I think, foreshadowing for what is going to happen to Aldhelm. It will be Ethel Red that kills Aldhelm because he discovers that Aldhelm is the one that that so awkward. Okay, yeah. That uh, tipped Ethel Fled off mm-hmm. uh, about Ethel Red. That is my destined to be theory of the week, and I'm Ugh. sticking to it. That is that. You ready to close this bad boy out? I sure am. Let's do it. Thank you so incredibly much for taking the time to listen to this, The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. If you have a moment today, we would love it if you headed on over to the Apple Podcasts ratings page. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen or not, that is actually a big place where people learn about shows. So if you wouldn't mind leaving us a written review there, letting us know your thoughts, it's going to help other people find our podcast. So that means a ton to us. And as we said earlier, we have a ton of other shows you can find at maryandblake.com. (sighs) <sighs> check us out on all the socials just mary and blake whether it's facebook twitter instagram all of them we're all there if you want to get in touch with us too you can go to uh, email us at mary and blake media at gmail.com we can get some emails written into us have your listener feedback read on the show here and i will say that we do give preference to those that join the nerdclan.com who do give us feedback there i include all of the comments from join the nerdclan.com in every single episode mm-hmm. here so if you want to guarantee that your words will be read by myself or mary go to join the nerdclan.com become a member there and you can have you can be famous you can be famous. I mean, as, as, on as a podcast. Yeah, right. As two jabronis <laughs> are in their basement talking about the last kingdom. But we would love to Nerds. read your comments. <laughs> on that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. <laughs>